0: It's a time of great victory. Your past does not have to dictate your future. We are on the solid rock Christ Jesus. God's got something better for you. You know, he, he, I, what's neat about it, he never had a beginning, and so he'll never have an ending. He, uh, he's always been and he always will be. Have you ever thought about that? He's not going to, they can't uh, impeach him. And He's not going to resign. That's for sure. He had no predecessor. He'll have no successor. Uh, he's the alpha. He's the omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's, uh, you know, uh, before all things were created, he's the one that created. He's just. Uh, he is, and that's what his name Jehovah means. He is, and so when we see Jehovah, we should we know that uh, that uh, you know that that he's the absolute. He is. The first uh, expression is Jehovah. Elohim. And um, this is known as the Lord God Almighty when you see Elohim. Of course, Jehovah means the Lord, okay? And uh, Elohim is Lord God Almighty. And let me describe this banner to you. Um, The meaning of Elohim is strong creator God. And uh, the verse there in Genesis chapter... 1 verse 1, it says, in the beginning, God, Elohim, okay, created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the face of the the deep, and the Spirit of God, or Elohim, was moving over the surface of the waters. The gold in this banner uh, represents the glory and eternal light of the Lord. So when you see that, think of his glory, his eternal light. The pink hues represent sunrise. Sunrise. The red represents sunset. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's with you always. Amen. The gold in the center represents the full light of day. And the suns remind us that from the rising of the sun till the setting of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. Everybody say with me, Jehovah Elohim. Jehovah Sabaoth. This is a war banner, it's purple. In color, it's uh, our royal leader. As you think of that, he is Jehovah Sabuth, our royal leader. The arrowheads speak of God's protection from enemies' attacks and uh, that would come from any direction—north, south, east, and west. Uh, the diagonal stripes in this banner represent the the blows with which the Lord smites the enemy. Uh, in heaven as we strike the tambourines he talks about here on earth and rejoice before him on earth. So as we rejoice, the Lord begins to uh, do damage against the enemy. The 10 diagonal blocks show that God has uh, conquered the enemy in all the ways that he made uh, strike out at God's people. No matter how the devil comes against us, the Bible says no weapon that's formed against us shall prosper. The triangles represent the triune God. Uh, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, Miss Kim, if you could present that one here. The next that we have that's coming is uh, Jehovah's Sit Canoe. Everybody say Sit The T is silent on this. It means the Lord our righteousness. In Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 6 says, In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. This is the, the name by which he will be called the Lord or Jehovah. Uh, Our righteousness, sitkanu, our Savior. Righteousness. The red in this banner represents the blood of Jesus. The five red drops speak of the five pierces uh, in his body, both his hands both hands and both feet, and and, um, then also the spear that was thrust into his side. The four silver corners represent the cornerstone of our righteousness, which is Jesus. No man could be righteous enough. You never attain it. You know, the Bible tells us today in First John that uh, he that says he has no sin lies and deceives himself. How many of you ever go to one of those services and the pastor say, If you have sin in your life, you're going to hell and you need to come and get saved? I'm going. Yeah, I'm going. And, you know, uh, uh, now I would say, uh, who, he that hath no sin, let him cast the first stone. You know, every one of us have sin. And it's through the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Jehovah, Sitkanu, canoe, our righteousness. The more, every day I think that I, I, as I praise him for being Jehovah, Sick to new, I praise him even more and appreciate so much more his righteousness. In other words, that we can never be righteous enough, but God declares the believing sinner to be righteous. Some of the, our doctor and students will understand that definition. The crown that represents the crown of thorns, the fact that he was uh, called King of the Jews, and uh, indeed he was a king that was sacrificed for our salvation, and when Pilate asked him about his kingdom. He says, "My kingdom is not from this place. Uh-uh, it's not from around here." Di- diagonal stripes represent the middle wall of partition between us that was tore down and uh, which the blood removed and. <clears throat> um, He removed all the the religious barriers between us and and God. Uh, Intellectual barriers. He he, uh, tore down uh, socioeconomical barriers and uh, gender barriers. In Christ, there's neither male or female, bond or free, Jew or Gentile. So now we are all united members of the family of God. Amen. Through what Jesus Christ did. Give him praise for his righteousness. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Right along with that, you know, we can never... I mean, he does everything for us. This The next banner that comes is uh, Jehovah Makedesh. Uh, sometimes it's just the M is pronounced Makedesh. So however you want to say it with my Oki, Texas accent or Texas Oki accent. It's, uh, who knows how this is all coming out. But it's the Lord who sanctifies. The Lord who sanctifies. He tells us, uh, be holy as I am holy. Is that possible? Could I ever be holy as he is holy? Can never be holy enough. Uh, The aqua in this uh, banner uh, and the icy hues represent pure, cool streams that are flowing from the snows of the highest mountains, and it's from the heavens where you know uh, God's holiness comes to us. That's where it is. It's not from us. The refreshing uh, that comes from the Lord uh, and the reflection of his image manifesting in our lives as we walk ankle deep, then uh, knee deep, then waist deep. And finally, that we swim in the depths of the revelation of God's word, which refreshes us and sanctifies us and sets us apart. Set apart, sanctified, set apart for him. You know, they would take objects and furniture and sanctify it for the tabernacle to be used. There was nothing holy about those articles of of uh, furniture or whatever until they actually presented them and set them apart from all other use. They set it apart for God's use. The same with us. When we set ourselves apart to, to be used by God, then we are walking in sanctification. We are setting ourselves. It's a process. And every day we should set ourselves apart but he is our sanctification. He, uh, he sets us apart then from all others. When we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, then, you know, we, we're to come out from among them and be separate and be holy. In Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it says, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may uh, participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world uh, caused by evil desires. And so it's through Him, when we struggle with temptations, we need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us. And as we set ourselves apart for God, He will help us then to be able to walk in righteousness. The next banner that we're gonna that's, that's going to come will be Jehovah Shalom. And think about it. As uh, it, it mean, and you hear this word probably more than anything else, shalom, meaning peace. The Lord is peace. Uh, Gideon, when he was hiding from the enemies that were around, it says there, and it says so. Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it, "The Lord is peace" or Jehovah shalom. And to this day, it says it still stands. It means shalom means deliverance, perseverance. Uh, it means salvation. Healing, whole, blessed, health, welfare, prosperity, every kind of good. The shalom is probably one of the more used words that has more meaning than uh, anything else. It's this light blue color, which represents the fact that we are to set our affections on heavenly things. Not on the things here, but on set our affection on things that are above. The pink represents the revelation that comes in the first blush of the morning. Reminding us that the Lord rises early to speak to us and He brings peace. The pink also speaks of, of the peace. The Lord, it says, the Lord gives perfect peace to those whose minds and hearts are fixed on Him, stayed upon Him. So we think about Him from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. His name is to be praised. And so, Jehovah Shalom, who He works in us, peace, peace from uh, uh, difficulties, peace from anxiety. Cast all your care upon me, He says. For I care for you. We're not to have anxiety and fear. We're to think upon him. Then uh, we have uh, Jehovah-Rohi. This banner is the Lord my shepherd. David writes, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are thou art with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd. This forest green reminds us that God uh, always leads us to green pastures to produce growth in us. We're to grow in him. And not to stay the same, you know. We're to grow in him. Um, the fiery orange reminds us that God calls us by name and that we, are, uh, we can know his voice. You know, he's the good shepherd. He says, my sheep, they know me. They hear my voice. They listen to my voice. The earth tones in this banner uh, represent the the feast that he prepares in the presence of our enemies. We can sit down and just enjoy a good meal, not be afraid, about whatever the devil's planning against us. The bronze tones speak of uh, the correction of the Lord. That he leads us in paths of righteousness for his namesake. And that he will chasten those that he loves. The gold reminds us that uh, he is the great shepherd at the corporate level. He also uh, is my shepherd on a personal level. The Lord is my shepherd. Then one that we like, and that we like probably as much as or more than any Jehovah Jireh. And what does that mean? The Lord our provider, meaning the Lord will provide. Abraham told his told Isaac that when Isaac was wondering, "Hey, what are we going to have for a sacrifice?" And he said, and Abraham said, "The Lord will provide." Uh, It says there in Genesis 22, so Abraham called that place the Lord will provide, Jehovah-Jireh. And uh, to this day it's, it's said on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. Well, in his kingdom it's provided. People, we need to understand that God provides. The green with the earth tones reminds us the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The abundance of harvest is depicted, reminding us that He gives us a seed to the sower and bread to the to the eater, and all things come from His outstretched hands. The gold on this banner represents the fact that He supplies all our needs according to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. What we have in Christ Jesus, and uh, so He's our provider. And then Jehovah Rapha. Everybody say Rapha. The Lord heals. Uh, in Exodus fifteen twenty six, he said, If you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases that I brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord, I am Jehovah, who heals. I am Jehovah Rapha, I heal. The red tones symbolize the blood of Jesus. The silver represents the high price paid for our healing he, we are ransomed. We were bought with a price. You're not your own. You've been bought with a price. Uh, the deep rose reminds us that uh, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. By his stripes, we are healed. The spots on the, uh, the pink there represent the fact that he was bruised for our iniquities. And the silver stripes, uh, the sequence stripes there remind us and tell us that uh, by his stripes that we are healed spiritually, emotionally, mentally. We're healed physically. He heals us. He is my healer. You know, we serve him not because he provides. We serve him not because he heals, but because he is the healer, because he is the provider. Praise God. This banner is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner. Uh, Exodus 17, 15, Moses built an altar and called it Lord or Jehovah uh, uh, Nisi, the Lord is my banner. The deep red and this war banner represents our victory through the blood of Jesus. Uh, boy, these war banners—I like them. And uh, when we've done processions and stuff in the past, it's, I'm telling you, uh, when, during a worship service and, and, and a procession, there's—it's not there's nothing magical about these. Banners, but it's when we begin to really give our attention and allow God to move uh, in who He is. I want to tell you, it's powerful. Uh, So the red represents uh, our victory through the blood of Jesus, and that that wine color are uh, our empowerment uh, of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Then the 10 squares that are around there represent the number of testing and trial. And we are to give thanks to God, the Father who always causes us to triumph. In Christ Jesus, no matter how long, no matter how difficult, Jesus is the banner under which we wage spiritual warfare and to which we rally under in the midst of the fray. He is our victory. Those old, ba- uh, you, you see, back in the those old days when they would be the fighting was hand to hand and so close, and sometimes you couldn't, you might get turned around and not know which is which side you're, where you are, if you needed to go back. So you would look to the banner and you would rally to the banner. Sometimes it's so intense in our lives that we just need to look to Jesus and rally around Him. This banner is Jehovah Shammah, uh, Ezekiel forty eight. 35 says, all the way around shall be 18,000 cubits. And the name of the city from that day shall be the Lord is there. Where? He's there. The Lord, Shamak, Jehovah Shamak, He is our ever-present help in our time of need. You know, where do we need him? He's already there. Amen. You know, and by the time we get to that difficult spot, he's already there. Amen. The royal blue reminds us that we have uh, clear access to heaven's throne. Come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy. Find grace to help in your time of need. So we have access to his throne. Um, Then the soft colors of the rainbow remind us that the Lord has taken a portion of the glory around his throne. And set it in our skies as a pledge that he will always, uh, he's always with us. God is absolutely faithful in all that he promises and uh, he will glorify himself and he will, in, uh, we can enjoy him. Uh, he is with us. He wants to be with us in the good times, in the difficult times. He is there. Jehovah is there. Many times you, I may think that you probably heard people say, well, you know, I, I just want, where are you, God? Where are you? Everything seems to be so difficult. Where are you, God? He says, I'm right there. I'm right here with you. He's there. He'll lead us and guide us. He will, uh, he's an ever present help. In our time of need. Remember that. And so, you know, as we see these today, I, I want us to examine ourselves. What, where in your life do you feel um, that you're coming up short? Maybe that where you need some strength. Where you need the Lord. See, He is our strength. And so we need His presence. We need His character. These things just remind us of who God is and, and uh, what he, available, how available He is in our lives. So do you need him today as a shepherd? Do you need his counsel? You know, as I pray, and you know, Jesus said, when you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Last week, as we're getting to know God, the first thing we need to know is we need to know him. He's our Father. He's uh, that relationship. He loves us, and he's there, but he will also be there to discipline us. The second thing is, is to hallow his name. You might want to jot these down, or if you're taking some pictures, that's good because you can remember them. But this is just a little bit. There's so many other names of God that, Lord willing, maybe we'll share with you as well. But he's our shepherd. Many times I say, Lord, I don't know what to do. Well, I need some help here. I need some direction. Maybe it's a financial decision. Maybe it's a, relational, a relationship situation. Lord, I need your counsel. Shepherd, guide me. Lead me. Lead me beside the still water. Bring calmness to me. I I cast all my care upon you. I've been been so upset about this situation. I've been so anxious about this. Maybe you're going through something right now in your life where it's causing some anxiety. And you've really been struggling over this. And you're just wondering what to do. Hey, how about just saying, I'm going to leave that there. Remember that old song, just bring your burden to the cross and leave it there? A lot of times we carry our, our burdens to the cross. And we tell the Lord all about it. Then, when we get up to leave, we just take it back with us. We walk back out with our burden. Because, you know, it gets to be kind of a friend. Oh, woe is me. Oh, woe is me. I'm, poor me, poor me, poor me. I'm a victim, I'm a victim, I'm a victim. It needs to be, thank you, Jesus. Not woe is me, but hey, whoa. Look at him. Look at God. You know, if God before for me, Who? Who can be against me? If God be for me, who can be against me? Hallelujah. So he's there. He's my, he's always there to help us. So he's there to lead us and guide us and direct us. And when things seem like you're going crazy, you can just sit down and just have fellowship. And he prepares a table in the presence of our enemies. He's our peace. See, he just goes right in hand. Because then he gives us the peace of God. He gives us peace with God. Without him, without Jehovah Shalom, we would have no peace with God. But he's tore down. He's taken down that by being our, our righteousness. He's taken down that, that enmity that was between God and man. And so now I have peace with God. But you know what? That's good. That's awesome. And I need that. But I also, he's promised us the peace of God. Not just peace with God, but the peace of God. Have you ever thought about that? The peace of God. You know, we can have peace. We can, you know, kind of have sometimes, or I kind of feel at rest, but that doesn't last very long. I don't know about you, but things can kind of shake me up. But I have to step back and say, wait a minute, God, I'm trying to walk and deal in my peace. I'm trying to do this, and, and you know, and I'm not, that's not working out to you. That, that's short lived. I need the peace of God that passes all understanding. That's what the Apostle Paul said the peace of God that passes all understanding. Do you have that today? Is there an area in your life that you need that? Well, you just can't figure it out. You can't understand it. You don't know. And you're wondering. See, the more we wonder and we let it roll through there and we're we're just, we start to tell God or ask God why, why, why. Wait a minute. Let's just back up and say, you know what? I don't have to understand it. All I got to know is He is my peace. You know, also when I think of Jehovah Shalom, what brings about peace? A strong offensive force can bring about peace? Jurisdictional authority. See, once the the children of Israel went in and they drove out all the enemy from the land, and he says, now you're going to have peace. You'll have peace in the land. You'll have rest. Why? Because nobody want to mess with them. Because they knew who God was. God was on their side. If God be for them, who can be against them? So see, jurisdictional authority brings about peace. So whenever things seem to be a little bit chaotic, I just call upon Jehovah Shalom. Just come and bring your jurisdictional authority. You rule in this situation. You reign in this situation. We walk into hospitals, and people are just so uh, torn by things that are going on. You get on the elevator to go up to a room or something you can just see just the the tension, the anxiety on people. As we went to see Jerry Anderson the other day in CICU and there was people getting on the elevator. They were going to visit them. And you could just see just the, the anxiousness and the, the not knowing what was going to happen. And I thought, Lord thank you that you are a peace. And you know, as we pray and we just take, allow him to his jurisdictional authority to en- encompass all that entire facility and everybody that works there, and all the doctors that are there, and all those that attend to to you or your loved one or whoever's there. That jurisdictional authority, what does it do? It brings about peace. Though a thousand fall on my right hand and ten thousand fall on my left, it'll not come. I got peace. I have the peace of God. It doesn't bother me. It's like the Matrix, you know. You can just. <laughs> bother me you know throw them fiery darts at us amen <laughs> well I got faith that clinches them and our sanctification how are you doing on that are you see we're to let him rule in our our lives rule we say jesus is lord is he jehovah he is jehovah is he lord so is he are you allowing him to set you apart for himself or you just giving him a little part and you're holding back a bunch for you? Say, here I am, Lord. All that I am and all that I'm not. I'm yours. <laughs> More than that, you're mine. And I want to find all that I'm not in you. I, but I set myself apart today to be to the praise of your glory. In Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, the first chapter, three times the apostle Paul talks about to the praise of his glory. That we were to be to the praise of his glory. And he praised that prayer for the, in there in Ephesians. He said, That we might be to the praise of his glory. That when people see us or what's happening in our life, when we can have the peace of God to walk, that passes all understanding as we're walking through and your co workers are looking like, What? How can you do that? It, you'll be to the praise of his glory. He so, said, You know, God, just give me peace. I don't, I don't have to understand it, but I know that he loves me. I know he cares about me. How about you? Do you know God loves you? See how that opens up an opportunity. He wants us to, you know, in the midst of things, when the devil's throwing everything he can against you, you know what I've learned? Just find somebody. Just go get somebody saved. You know, the best way to get him to jump off of you is when he has to get on defense over there, you know? Amen. So just, you know, go and and get somebody saved. Let him know that. and, and, And so we're setting ourselves apart for God in the midst of everything. Again, he's our righteousness. You'll never be good enough. If you're struggling today with your walk with the Lord and the devil's just beating you up and telling you how worthless you are, that's condemnation. And the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8, there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Jesus doesn't condemn us. He'll convict us. And when he does that, he draws us and he makes us aware that we're not living the way we ought to. We're really not setting ourselves apart the way that we should. Satan brings that condemnation. If you listen to that, the devil will put you down. And you know what? That's the way that you'll start to feel. But you can come back and say, Lord, thank you that you've made a way for me to be right with God. Are you right with God today? Are you right with God Maybe you've been taught or raised that, oh, nobody can know that until the last thing. You're not going to know until you stand before him. He's going to look at you and go, hmm, well, I don't know. Hmm. Man, I want to tell you something. I know today. I know today that I am right with him. And it's not in who I am. It's not in what I've done. It's not in what I'm going to do. God just looks and he says, it's not matter, before you had a chance to be good, before you had a chance to be bad, before you had a chance to mess up or do it right, I already made up my mind I predestined, I predetermined, I want to declare you to be right. Not on you, but on Jesus, because he is righteous. Now then we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In Christ. Do you know that today? Do you know? See, so we need to get to know him. He's our righteousness. You don't have to fight that battle. When all that struggle was taken off of me, I didn't have to worry about that. I stepped away from the condemnation and I said, that's settled. It's no longer a sin question. It's a son question. And so when temptation or sin comes my way, what I have to do is just Dodge it and set myself apart for the Lord. Keep my eyes on Jesus and say, oh, wait a minute. I'm setting myself apart for you. I'm going to walk in sanctification. You're my sanctification, so I'm going to follow you. Elohim is the almighty God. You got? Are you worried about what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day? What the economy is going to do? What the job market is going to do? What the medical report is going to say? What? You know, hey, we could be here all afternoon, make a list of everything you ought to worry about or you could worry about. But you know what? It really doesn't matter because he's almighty. He can take care of it. If he wants to, if, hey, the best thing, he's take us out of here. That'd be fine too. Elohim, he is God almighty. Almighty God. Hallelujah. You know, do you love him? Do you know him? Are you allowing him to handle all of it? Whatever things are good, whatever things are pure, whatever things are just, whatever. That's what Paul told That He says, Think on these things. Don't be thinking, don't be worrying about that. Don't be worrying about this or that or whatever. Think on these things. You get to thinking about all those things. Man, let me tell you something, people, it's hard to climb out of some of those old. Discouraged holes. Amen? Just hard. Because, see, there's no hope in those things. There's no hope in those. But you know what? My hope is in him. He's an anchor that holds. Amen? It says, it describes him as the anchor that holds. He's gone into the holy of holies, he's in heaven and he's there and he holds me. And so that anchor holds. And when I'm being tossed and when I'm being torn and when everything that the devil has to throw against me, try to rip me apart, hey, I am secure in the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't have to worry about it. He is God almighty. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Well, do you know him? Do you know him? Wow. Jehovah Sabioth man you know he is our warrior he is the one that uh we can look to and and then we can run to and realize he's the king he's above all things amen do you know him do you know him is that the lord of hosts he is the captain of the the armies of heaven he's the captain of the armies here he's over it all right what have i to worry prophet was in, and his servant was in this little house, and they were, you know, hanging out, and, and the enemy was trying to get him, and so the servant looks out and says, oh no, they're all around us, we're surrounded, I'm paraphrasing, the, this is the PDG version, and they're all around us, and look, they're on the hills, they're everywhere, and, and the prophet just says, um, Jehovah, Lord, just show him your host, Jehovah, Sabaoth just said, okay, and he just let them appear. And the servant looked in and he says, hey, there's more for us than there are against us. <laughs> See, there's a whole lot more. When you think about it, if the devil's starting to just uh, kind of really wear on you and, and just maybe threatening you and saying this about demons or whatever and all this stuff, say, wait a minute, only a third of them fell. There's still two-thirds that stay with him. There's more with for me than that's against me. He's the captain of the Lord's host. Wow. Joshua was standing there. They'd crossed over and he's looking like, hmm. And that's a fortified city. How in the world could we do that? You know, we've been slaves and we don't, look at that thing so fortified. And all of a sudden, he sees this person before him, Jehovah Sabaoth. And says, take off your shoes for... Where you're standing in his holy ground. And Joshua, first thing he says, are you for us or against us? (laughs) He didn't didn't get ready to know, do I need to fight or what? What, You fight against him, you're going to win anyway. And, and, And he says, neither. I'm not for you or against neither. He says, I don't have to be for you. I am. I am the captain of the Lord's host. I have come. You don't need to worry about... Whether, you know, know, I'm not taking sides. There is only one side. It's only one way. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. You know, just take off your shoes. You're you're trying to do it on your way. How you're trying to walk in your own way. Just take off those shoes and you're going to stand on holy ground. Just cease from your own labors there. And, hey, just trust in me. Wow. And I'm glad he's got it all together. I'm glad that he's in charge. You know, it says that he will call forth ministering spirits, angels, to minister unto those who are heirs of salvation. You're an heir of salvation. People get to talking about, oh, there's demons or whatever. So, I got angels. <laughs> I got angels around me. I say, when we get to heaven, my angel's going to go. Phew. Oh, can we sit down a minute? <laughs> can we take a break? <laughs> Their tongues are hanging out, you know, i mean, trying to watch over some of us, amen? Well, he is Jehovah Jireh, and he's going to provide. He will supply all of your needs. So if you're here today and you've got some concerns, see, we don't worry as Christians, amen? Listen to me, we don't worry. You don't worry anymore. If you're a child of God, you don't worry. Worry is negative prayer. You're, you're just thinking and going over and you're rehearsing it over and over. Instead of praying, we pray. If you, but you've got a concern, you can present it to God, amen? And realize that he supplies all my needs according to his riches in glory. What if have I to dread? What if have I to fear? I'm going to lean on the everlasting arms of Jesus, my provider. Now he might choose to do that through your talent and your ability. So thank him every day for the job that you have, or if you don't have one, thank him for the one that he's going to create. We prayed that well. There's just no jobs available. Well, he can create one. He can create one. When we first obeyed the Lord and and uh, went into ministry, I left a very, very, very Good-paying job with Rock Island Railroad. Man, we were making so much money. We, and Sandy was working for engineering department for Southwestern Bell. We worked so much we didn't even have time to have kids. We married three years before we even had any kids. But we had a lot of money and a lot of stuff. And God said, "Come." And I, oh, okay, I remember one midnight shift sitting in the control tower. A little slow that night. Not very, very many trains and. The Lord is something. Like he was just sitting there like, well, so what are you going to do? And, boy, I just remember that feeling like, wow, hmm. And I started thinking, well, Lord, if you could just give me so much a month (laughs) and this and that and whatever, we might be able to make it. He goes, nah. No, I'm not going to promise you that. And so I go through all this stuff. I keep cutting it down. He says, finally, it's like. Why would I limit myself to even your first request? Why would I limit myself? I'll supply all your needs according to my riches in glory, not to anything here. Now, I remember trusting him. And, you know, as uh, we end up going full-time on the, the road and we'd sing and preach and Come back, and you know, man, sometimes there wasn't any offering, or what we got might have had to pay for the gas and that old bus, the fuel for that old bus we were driving, different things. And, and uh, but the Lord would, I, I started since I was my father was a carpenter, I was raised that way, knew that I'd just get little jobs. And it's like it never failed. As soon as I get home, something would open up. It might be for a week, two weeks, it might be a three, depending on so for the next thing where we were invited to come and preach and sing and whatever, ministering. God just took care of that. I saw him do it over and over and over again. He was teaching me then just to trust in him, just trust in him. I didn't know that, uh, you know, maybe five years later he'd be calling me to Alvin, Texas in 1981 just to leave everything and come down here. We lived in Tranquility Trailer Park back over here. And uh, the old screens on that old trailer were loose. They'd blow like that, and all the mosquitoes would just come in. Charlie, why didn't they spray for mosquitoes back then like they do now? <laughs> man, I tell you, we used to leave the kids in the car. I'd tell Sandy and the kids, wait in the car. And I'd get out, and I'd go up, and I'd fight them off at the door, you know, to get to we you get in. Man, you know, and I'd think and the devil would try to come and say, yeah, now, how you like it now? How you like it now? How you like it now? I'd have to turn around and just go back and say, you know, Lord, I praise you that you are Jehovah Jireh. You supply all our needs according to your riches and glory. You know one thing that we began to do, we began to give to where we wanted to be, not what we were getting. I think we were, we were probably went down to about hundred dollars a week or something like that at that particular time when we were trying to get by. And man, I mean it was tough. You know, ca- ca- the covers got bare, so we said, "I will tell you what, we'll do. We'll just give our way out of this thing." And we began to give to what we wanted. I remember, man, writing a check for fifty dollars. Put in, thought, whoa, man, that's tough. When you're making $100 a week and you're writing 50 And so we pray over it and say, Lord, thank you. We're going to go from $100 a week to $500 a week. $500 a week. It was a little while. The trial of your faith works patience. I like to say, oh, boy, the next week. <laughs> no, it wasn't the next week. It wasn't the next month. It was a while, you know. I mean, the devil will do everything he can to try to keep you from, you know, receiving so that you wonder, well, is that right? But that builds our faith, amen? God began to supply our needs according to his riches in glory, not our riches, amen? He is our our provider. Where are you today? Do you know him as provider? How you doing on that? You see, what you have is not yours. It's been given to you. What you have, you produced. Somebody wrote you a check. You got a check somewhere. But that's because of what talent and ability that you have. God gave it to you. Was it that one guy used to say talent on loan from God? That's what you need to say. You get up in the morning and say, man, I'm the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. I got talent on loan from God. (laughs) I'm going to change the world today. I'm going to change my world because God is working for me. Who can be against me? And then believe it. See if it doesn't change. You know, we walk in this life and this world that we're living in a time and in an environment that we weren't designed to live in. When God created us, he created us in the garden. He said, it's good. Some scientists tell us that the Garden uh, of Eden, there was like 30% oxygen or something and all the different things. And there was a firmament that was there to keep all the, you know, bad rays from hitting us and all those things. And it says now that all of creation is groaning and crying out for God to to change things. We're living in an environment that we weren't designed in. And therefore, these bodies, sometimes, you know, uh, they just can't handle things and they get sick. Just because, and there ain't no devil, and no whatever, just because it just can't, we weren't designed to function in this type of environment, and we experienced various things and various illnesses and sicknesses, but He is Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals. And sometimes, um, you know, Satan looks and says, man, we need to put a stop to this, and he will bring something against you. He can bring something, a physical attack against you, and, and it can be something that he brings. It can be an illness that's from him. Sometimes it can be something that we bring on because of maybe our low living. You know, you they say you pay a high price for low living. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about out here. <laughs> maybe it's something, some of the... You know, I got two hip replacements and four shoulder surgeries, neck surgery. I got wires in my jaw. And they said, why is that? I said, if I'd have known I was going to live this long, I'd have taken better care of myself. I, I lived a rough life. i jumped motorcycles higher than this, this ceiling and dropped them down, broke pegs off of one one time. And, boy, that was a lot of fun as I was rolling around somewhere, figuring out what was happening. You know, um, those things didn't help these hips and everything, plus run. And so, anyway, you know, there's things that we do that sometimes can bring about some things. But God is able to handle that. And then, you know, just there's just difficult things. So, we can pray. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, the sins that we willfully do. But by his stripes, we are healed. And Peter says, we're healed. We were healed. If you're needing healing today, you need to trust him. For that he can heal you he's our banner to rally around when things are just so crazy that you don't know which way to turn you don't know if you're coming or going and it seems like that you're being attacked on all ends and it's just like there's times when you know it's just like that hand-to-hand combat and it's like man where you know you know what where am i going here which ways retreat and which ways forward you know and so what we have to do is just draw back to jesus jehovah nisi and we rally around him we Get our second breath. And maybe it's like David and Eleazar in that bean patch. Everybody else left. And they back to back, man, they held that sword and they fought. And they fought off all the enemy. And so that Eleazar's hand, it said, was frozen to the sword. He couldn't let go of it. He had gripped it so much. It's like he just couldn't. Man, it was, it was frozen to it. Maybe you feel like that you've been in such a struggle and you don't even know which way to go. Hey, just rally around Jesus. He's your banner. And his banner over us is love. He loves you. He cares for you. He'll do more for you. You can't even imagine how much he loves you. Greater love had no man than this, that he laid down his life for his friend. That's what Jesus did, laid down his life for us. And then Jehovah Shammah, again, what is it? He is there. Where? There. Remember, God told Elijah, he says, Elijah, the brook dried up. Maybe your brook's dried up. <laughs> Everything's gone. God told Elijah, Elijah, get up. You go down, you go across this 100-mile desert, I'm filling in here, to Zarephath, where your enemies are. It's hot over there. It's, it's everything that's, that's, that would be against you is there. You go there. And he's like, what? And he says, I'll have a widow there to provide for you there. God is always there. Even if it's the worst place we think we could ever be, or if we're in the best place of our life, he's always there and ever-present help in our time of need. Hey, this is Pastor Paul Golden. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe, rate it, and review. Also, you can help us to reach others by investing today at likechristiancenter.com slash give. Thank you for joining us on LCC's podcast. God bless you and have a great day.